Welcome to Numb Phil's Fan Podcast, podcast number 95, and, well, the Buffalo Bills have the Jaguars coming up. So with you right now, I am David, you can find me on the Twitter, at Numb Bills Fan, also... The Twitter? Yes. Alongside me is Adam Deacon. I'm not alongside you, I'm across the table. As far away as I can get. What's up, everybody? Follow me on Twitter. Numbills Adam D. Big game coming up. The Bills, uh, obviously, if you're They're listening all big to games, this. Um, They're all big games now. From here on out, of course, because the Bills, again, are in this 5-5 five and five position. We will dive right into that. Just don't forget, if you haven't yet, we did a podcast wrapping up the Bengals yesterday. Um Podcast 94, and that is up on numbillsfan.com, where you can find all of our stuff once a week. Our buddy Scott Campbell sends in an article towards the end of the week for um, a game preview, and he nails it. He, he A lot of the stuff with the Bengals, he nailed. He nailed the game a couple games ago. He's uh, got some really interesting takes and insight that he sends in, and, and honestly, it's... Uh, Kind of a different perspective than what we might say too. Yo, so he's got the he's got the best outlook. Just don't suck. Yeah, really. That, that, that's what it boils down to. That... So just look for that to drop at the end of the week. Should be pretty tight. Also, Wednesday seven p.m., which will be on after this. So when you won't but know before, that. But before you hear it. <laughs> but before you hear it. Uh, on Facebook, Numb Bills Fan. Find us on there, Facebook.com, Numb Bills Fan. And we will sit there and talk and crack jokes back at you or vice versa. Send the trolls. Yeah, Let's go. You're, you're, you're missing the whole, like, operative words here. Facebook Live. We do a Facebook Live show Wednesdays at 7. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dave. I thought the Starbucks would wake me up. Oh, man, they're not paying for that. I thought this awesome coffee from a very convenient drive through named Starbucks will be a lot better for me, but apparently it, it not. Rhymes, a place that rhymes with Parlux. Yes. So we go on there. We do our thing. We ask questions of other people as well. So if somebody brings up something, we're not necessarily your expert, but... Uh, no, I'm, we're definitely not your expert. I'm more of a... That's the whole point here. I'm more of a... I don't like what I hear other people talk about, so I figure I talk about other things, and Adam would talk about other things than... Okay, it boils down to this. Here's the formula. You want you want the secret to numb Bills fan? You take, you take the expert's opinion, find all the things you don't like about it, <laughs> <laughs> and then say so. That, that's it. That's it. We're here because the media shits all over this team. So we feel it's our duty as lifelong fans to shit back. I was just going to say, 
I was just going to say, a lot of coffee and just shit back. That's also brought to you Facebook Live Wednesday, 7 p.m. That's brought to you by BillsForLife.com, the biggest Bills Mafia Facebook group in the league. So check them out. They have the most members of any other Facebook group if you're really into Facebook. And honestly, the dudes over there are awesome, and so are the gals. And it's really... It's really a good time, and also, the real members, you, you can't just kind of pay your way in there or anything like that. They actually have to approve you if you want to be a member. That's that's kind of neat. So it, it's very organic, and you'll catch anything you need in there for extra Bills talk, believe us. Oh, yeah, around the clock. Like four in the morning, I get on there and there's people. Like, I just don't want to smash. There's my people on there. Tyrod never... sucks. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. <laughs> like back and forth, like around the clock. So whenever you need to, whenever you need to get in there and drop your opinion, that's the spot. Right. Lastly, Punch Drunk Sports. They have a podcast and a website. Punch Drunk Podcast with uh, three comedians, and they pretty much talk about sports and it's awesome but it's not really funny necessarily it's just a it's, good, it's usually really funny i think it's just you know you'll have guys I'm easily amused though hey you'll have guys Whatever. go on there and just walk off they'll get trolled so hard or they'll just get yeah pissed. see that to me that's very funny like brody stevens went on there this comedian yep. brody stevens yeah fletcher just did you hear that it was off it was awesome i felt bad for brody stevens but I don't know. I Anyways, didn't. it is what it is. I mean, it, 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 it's just cool. I really like it. It's like a fresh take of talking about sports with your buddies, which is what we're here to do, too. And it's just unfiltered. It's not edited. It's just It just rolls. So check them out, Punch Drunk Sports on Twitter and PunchDrunkSports.com. Actually, at Punch Drunk on Twitter. My bad. Um so get it right. Subscribe to us. Subscribe to them on iTunes. Anywhere you can think of, they're up everywhere too. So special shout out to Sam Tripoli as always. Um, so the Bills have the Jaguars coming up at home. How do you feel right now? Uh, it's just one of those games, man. It's one of those games, and maybe it's because we lost last time, which was bullshit. And I'm sure we'll we'll bring we'll bring up that call that wasn't supposed to be a call. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's another one where I'm just like, man, refs cost us the game. And like this team's two and eight, and I know they're better than that, but you know, it's a real it's a real threat and. I hate all the underlying, oh, here comes Doug Marone, this and that, because, like, there's going to be a little chip on his shoulder, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you got Nathaniel Hackett. He's he's the offensive coordinator down there, right? Right. What were they thinking? Good I, God, what were they thinking? I wish I knew enough about the team to even really shred him, but uh, Blake Bortles has regressed this year. And he was a quarterback's coach. So, I mean, you could say what you want. I I really think that maybe I'm wrong. I don't know enough. Um, I think our buddy Eric Turner at CoverOne.net would know because he's actually gone to some get ready to drink for the Doug Marone drinking game. And if you don't know what it is, you'll figure it out. Um, 
he actually went to a clinic that Doug Marone put on, I believe, maybe when he was at Syracuse. Was it an STD clinic? No. Oh, well, <laughs> that's probably for the best. <laughs> so Eric Turner, at, again, cover1.net, best breakdowns ever. That dude is really – I, I, I'm so honored to have that guy as a fan, like for real. When he said he really likes us, it's like, what planet are you on, dude? Why? You're so much smarter than us. Anyways, <laughs> so, you know, it, so he he might, I would ask him, hit him up on the Twitter, or I should just send him a text and be like, what is your opinion on uh, Nathaniel Hackett? Like, because I just feel it, there's 32 jobs. I, I think that you could do better than Nathaniel Hackett as even your quarterback's coach. You know, I really do. You have a franchise quarterback in Blake Bortles. They are investing their team in this guy. And the best guy you could do is Nathaniel fucking Hackett for your court to train your quarterback. Really? Right. So, and, and who knows? I, I, I don't know. I, I just, it doesn't <laughs> add up. And I know I, you know, I get mad at guys that come on national radio and they go on, on say, the John Murphy show or, or anything on WGR or 96.5 CMF. And these experts come on and they talk about teams. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And that's kind of what I'm doing with the Jaguars right now. So excuse me. But So I get really irritated when, you know, people don't know what they're saying. But I just don't think that Nathaniel Hackett is really like a vi- – I don't want to rip on him. You got to start somewhere and, and build, and, and I want nothing. I like Nathaniel Hackett when he was here. You know, I was invested in the team, and if if that's what the organization is doing, I'm more likely, for some reason, only with the Bills, to go with the flow. Everything else, I'm like, nah, you could do it that way. But, you know, if they fire Greg Roman, I'm like, okay, well, there's a reason. Well, Nathaniel Hackett, the thing I didn't like is, is it really his offense or not? Because we saw C.J. Spiller come in here, and third year under Chang Gailey, things finally click for him. Well, Chang Gailey gets fired. And then Doug Mor- Morone, shit, I haven't said Morone in so long. Doug Moron comes in, and, and he just like, it's like they didn't watch the, like you're an offensive genius, or, or an offensive genius, an offensive coordinator from the Saints who didn't call the plays, and I'm not going to shred him for that. I'm not going to shred him for not calling plays. But I will say, I really expect a smart coach to look at the talent he has and adapt. Now, you could say that with Rex Ryan with the Bills' defense last year, but I think where the difference lies is I'll give Rex Ryan the benefit of the doubt because of what we've seen. We've seen him make moves in this team instantly, just like against the Bengals calling out the secondary. Yeah, they turn that around quick. So what I'm getting at here to, to make this roundabout is I think Rex gets a little bit more of a pass because the team really didn't know last year that he is an open book. He didn't have anybody who was with him prior on that defensive roster except for IK. And Apollo, you know, but he didn't have like that vet guy that was really, you know, so... Doug Marone, I just saw, okay, C.J. Spiller is like the playmaker here, supposed to be like the scat back guy. You got Robert Woods. You got Sammy Watkins. You got E.J. Manuel. And and say what you want about E.J., but I still think 
he, you know, it, it wasn't awful, awful, just very inconsistent and just, you're kind of like ripping your hair out. Like, how do you miss that easy thing? You know, that easy, easy throw and whatever. And, and you're not confident, but I just can't fathom seeing guys on tape being used a certain way, not being used similarly to their strengths and techniques that they might have. And I'm not saying you got to change your technique, but because that's like a coach is going to have their techniques that line up to their scheme. There's nothing you can do about that. But it's like I was so disappointed in Doug Marone and Nathaniel Hackett for not really doing the things that the team was good at prior. And, and especially when you had a Stevie Johnson, who is a very good route runner, he's always open. And the Bills let Fitzpatrick go because he didn't want to reduce his contract. And I actually think that was one of the biggest mistakes was reducing, was losing. And hindsight, I think we did all right because he's done nothing but bounce around and be below average, you know. His right. baseline has dropped as, as far as what you can expect out of him. You know what, though, man? I'm working in this kitchen right now, right? This restaurant, it's not open yet. We're about to open this weekend. And we got all these, like, people running around. Nobody's exactly sure what's going on. Everything's being put together last minute. And it wasn't until, like, I was in this situation that I feel like I could truly, like, grasp the plight of, like, the 2013 Bills. Like, I I, I can, like, put it on a parallel. Like, all these, like cooks with different levels of experience and a new chef and like all these people running around not exactly sure who goes where and who's doing what Mm. and i feel like it's a a lot like that like i don't know if you know i don't know if putting a rookie quarterback in with a rookie head coach was the right thing to do, you know, eventually you saw Kyle Orton step in. So obviously it wasn't the right thing. Well, I mean, just how about, how about, and this is what I'm saying is, is, is how does Nathaniel Hackett get another crack at even being a quarterback's coach? Because EJ Manuel, you're, you're telling me that your first year as an offensive coordinator in the NFL, yes, you give him a pass, you give him more, Leverage because his father was in the NFL and whatever, and put reports out of the out of people. And I don't give him shit for that. Well, you give first well, of all. Well, you should because he actually grew up as a ball boy on the staff and like really came into it. Unlike other guys that were thirty two years old at the time, is my point. All right. Like so, you you make him like forty years old now, okay? So at the time when he was with the Bills. So what I'm okay. saying is, is. There was actually an interview with him where he th- he didn't know that Fitzpatrick wasn't going to be here. You know what I mean? And in hindsight, if you had Manuel under Fitzpatrick, I think it would have been an easier transition. Hence, they tried to do a Kevin Cobb, and we're supposed to have Cobb. And But the main thing still is even if you have Kevin Cobb and you have a first-round draft pick, you're telling me that a rookie offensive coordinator is going to double duty as the quarterback's coach as well? No way no way and what quarterbacks has he developed really nathaniel Hagel was the quarterbacks coach here yeah for a, a, a cup of joe when with uh dick Duran, you know and he knew fitzpatrick you know they already we worked together so um i look at it like 
the kid out of Syracuse, he hasn't done shit. Obviously, he's behind Eli Manning, but Yo, the Bills didn't even he touch him. Bad in preseason. Yeah, awful. Like Geno Smith, bad. It just doesn't. It, That's really bad in my. I opinion. just feel that there's got to be a guy who's developed quarterbacks out of a pro-style offense in college, even if it's like a D2 school, who is up on mechanics and reading defenses that can really, you know, that that, that really would have more experience, I think, than Nathaniel Hackett as far as developing quarterbacks. And you've got this guy who has a lot of turnovers. And the reason that the Jaguars are 2-8 and eight is because of these turnovers. And, and they'll talk about some of them are luck or whatever, but... He's got a lot of interceptions this year. So, I I just... Wait, who does? Luck? Blake Bortles. Oh, Blake Bortles? Yeah, he's got a ton. He's got 13. Yeah, it's just... How do you... He's tossing it up. He's got, he's got 18 touchdowns. I mean, it is what it is. You win some, you lose some. I just look at it Ty like... Tyrod keeps it under control because he doesn't toss it up like that. I just I, I just look at it like this. You have a franchise quarterback, and he is not doing good this year, okay? You could argue that he is the reason that the team is not winning because their defense is ranked pretty decent, like actually really good. Yeah, they're they're the seventh defense overall. Right. But they're 22nd, I believe, against the run. So there's that, and that's what we do well. And honestly, against what we did to Seattle, I don't give a fuck. Right, what I was going to say in front that, of us. This that, that overall, nice. yeah, that overall ranking is, is because of a very talented secondary. So, so I don't mean to like just just review. I, I didn't mean to just go down and review, um, but essentially, I, I'm not trying. I'm trying to be objective here because honestly, I don't know if I'm ever going to run into Doug Marone. I don't want him to beat the shit out of me, and he could. He's a big guy, and at the same time, if Doug Marone called me. He's like, hey, man, I need to streamline the process. Well, what's that? I got to figure out how to get this Keurig to make this coffee faster. You bet your ass I'd be on Google working for Doug Marone. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll do whatever. I just Why wanna... would he call you for that? Because he might think I'm funny. He might think I'm a hard worker. You know what I mean? I just put my nose in. We just do these podcasts, number 95. That's right, Dougie boy. But so Rex actually addressed the Doug Marone thing today. In his press conference, and uh, he kept it classy while I think throwing some light jabs in there, which is like, "Hey, I know these fans. I was in Toronto for eight years. My dad was a coach with the Jets, whatever, whatever. That could be hot smoke. Who knows? But Rex definitely does fit in with this fan base, and it's like I love Rex because I think the media in Buffalo sucks. And I'll be honest with you, I think they really." Do suck. Can I be more honest with you? They really suck. They suck. And I don't know if it's because we're caught in a transition where it's like, guys, guess what? What's that? With the internet now, there is a thing called integrity because we can double check your bullshit. Yeah, for real. You know, because it just seems like the bullshit just piles up. And how many times do you hear people go, Wow, Reggie Bush is so injured that he's suing the Saints. And then it's like, no, that's not the story at all. Yeah, no, seriously, independent fact-checking is 20 seconds away at all times. Right. 
Right. Wor- and, worst case scenario. And we're not right? the douchers that are going to pretend like we know it all. We're going to tell you right now, why are you listening 20 minutes in? Like, I can ask Siri why you're wrong. Right. Exactly. So I look at it like, okay, guys, um, you know, right, so so back to back to Rex. So he, he threw it out there. He's like, I understand the fans here and whatever he's saying, I like that he says it. Could be corny, could be blowharder. Say what you want. At least he's saying it. Honestly, that's how I look at it. And I like that Rex wants to be the coach of the team. I like that the Pagulas are being patient and they're going to be patient. Go see the Sabres. And really, look at the Sabres model, what they've done with their franchise. And you can really pair it into what's up with the Bills. Now, don't look at hiring Ted Nolan back as head coach. Like, that was like a permanent thing. It wasn't. Like, Rex Ryan, I think, is more of a permanent thing. I really see Rex Ryan, unless his team takes a nosedive, being here probably his full five years. And I hope he is because... We don't have continuity, and it's no, like I really, I really want to see that. You know, in college ball, like the kind, kind of the rule of thumb is like the coach gets his gets his class through, like the freshman class. You know what I mean? If that's the rule of thumb, then that makes sense. It, and and honestly, that, that's what's disappointing about Doug Marone was. I didn't think he was that bad. I really liked that he let his defense just do its thing. Yeah, and. And yeah, he was a little stale. And one thing I was bummed out about was he was a lot he, stale. He was really stale. Like that dude in the world of Brad was a crouton. Right, he was. He really was. I just think that it's unfortunate how things ended. Um, and and honestly, you know, there's murmurs, and this probably happens with everybody's coaches and coaches' kids and wives and family members. I really think it's low class when players fuck up in a game or whatever and you see him in public and you talk shit about him. And Doug Marone wasn't the first coach to pretty much not come back to Buffalo and, and honestly, you know, put Malarkey in there. Honestly, I think people have no chill and they really need to chill the fuck out because I think it's absolutely rude and classless. You don't think these players know they dropped the damn ball? Like, you don't think that they're more embarrassed because it, they don't need to hear it from you. I think it's so lame when people right. no, when people tweet at, at, at players and they harass the shit out of them. It's like, yo, you're fucking rude. They're on vacation. It's their bye week, yo. Chill. Yeah, yeah, for real. Because, like, some of these players have, have enough other shit to ignore. Like, how bad the weather here sucks. Like, you know, there's it's been put out plenty of times like buffalo is not like a super fun city you know it's getting better and and those guys like donald jones are like whoa what the hell happened in this this town he's only been out for a few years i don't know i mean we're we're like 60 70 minutes down the thruway and our bars closed two hours earlier than theirs yeah but I, i will be honest man i think sometimes fans especially over the you know you couple the media with and, and players know not to read into it, and if you're a quarterback, you got to deal with it. But but when when you're in a place where you're hobbling around your your house chasing after your kids, and your knee hurts, I don't care how much amount of money you have. When people talk that much shit, it, it's going to eventually penetrate. And this team really needs to look at this win over the Bengals. Like, hey, 
how come other teams, when we just watch games, hey, they pulled it out. They held on. Cool. That's a good team. They really held on. But if it's the Bills that do it, oh, no, that ain't going to work. You see how Tyrod scrambled over here? You see how this and that? You see? And it's like we're all going to have those concerns. But, guys, girls, in-betweens, guess what? Tyrod's here to stay. You know, we, we're going up against the Jaguars. You have a coach that wants to coach this team. You have a coach on the other side that doesn't want to coach this team. This stadium is going to be, I think, a little bit emotional. Actually, I think a lot of bit emotional. Take that back. Doug Marone is coming back. Whether he's on the sideline or, or, or the head coach or not, he's back at the rough. Are you telling me that that ain't bulletin board material for Rex Ryan behind the scenes? Like, this guy left you. I'm here. Let's fucking get it. They screwed us last game with some bad refs. And you know what? Nah. I think the Bills are going to lay the smackdown on this team. I think Gillisley is coming into form. You got, oh, by the way, Sammy Watkins practicing, which we'll get into in a few minutes. We have Percy Harvin another week back. Look, this team runs the ball well, and their team has a number seven ranked defense overall, but they are not good against the run. It plays into the strength. I look at what the team could do against a Seattle defense, and I'm pretty convinced that if they game plan right and Tyrod Taylor, which we talked last podcast, after his interception, he just seemed rattled. He just seemed very, very, very conservative. If everything goes right, I see Tyrod Taylor really having a good game. And honestly, we need Sammy Watkins out there. Like, let's just get into that. Yeah, all right. Sammy Watkins returned to practice today. There it is. Now, he isn't a surefire option for Sunday, but I really don't think they would push push him out into the media the way they did today because, like, I mean, Whaley was on WGR first thing this morning talking about it on the Howard Simon show. Sammy was on John Murphy this afternoon. I don't think they would, like, push it that hard if he wasn't going to play. You know what I mean? At the same time... I just wonder if there's, like, added pressure because of the the Robert Woods injury, you know? You know what? If there is added pressure, too bad. Time to get going. You know what I mean? If Robert Woods was healthy, could the story be different? Yeah, I think they'd actually be downplaying it. At the same time, you know what? Screw that. Like, I I think Rex Ryan's been fairly straight with with us, with all of us. So, um, I I will be honest, though. I don't... Sammy, sorry, dude. You got to go. You got to get going. It's unfortunate. If he's only 80%, I want Sammy Watkins out there because Sammy Watkins out there and Harvin out there now, come on, and Goodwin, you're blowing the top off this defense. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. And send them on some goal routes, something low risk. Right, no, and when this team was being put together, you know, we'll say in the Doug Whaley era here. Mm-hmm. He is a featured player. He's a featured talent on this roster. Along with a LaShawn McCoy, who is the one elite player on the team. Right. So this is the guys that they like had in it, mind. Elite. Like this is this is this is the offense that they designed. They there's plays for Sammy. But it's the Bills, man. It, it, and on the on the flip of that if it don't happen. On the flip of that, and, and Tyrod even talked about this in his press conference a little bit. Defenses play 
for Sammy. Tyrod said that he gets completely different looks, you know, over the over the top of the defense, you know, in the back end, the secondary, when Sammy's on the field. Exactly, exactly, because if Sammy's on the field, and I'm not trying to cut you off because, like, go back to right here, but when Sammy's on the field, to put it in layman's terms, for you people out there who play Madden, okay, you should all know your little formations. You have your man coverage with your little axes, and then you got the little, the little dudes and your cover two man, right? That just like your safeties, they just kind of drop back towards the middle of the field, both of them, okay? If you send Sammy out there, and, and it's even in like a zone thing and a cover two, like you, the sideline is open if Sammy Watkins goes on a streak in a cover two in a zone, right? And also at the same time, if they're in like, say, a basic man formation and, and dude like streaks down the field, everybody's going to follow him. You know what I mean? They're going to shade towards him, meaning they're going to slant their coverages towards him. They're going to try to get him at the line sometimes. At the same time, they might not want to. And it's like just pretty much look at Sammy Watkins as a guy where it's like a magnet with metal shavings is going to pull the defense a little bit. And it's going to leave, I think, a guy that we've been looking to be open. We've said it so many times. It's going to leave a guy like Charles Clay open for yards after catch. That's what we need. You follow me? And I don't care what defense they want to play. Sammy Watkins on the field needs to be accounted for. LaShawn McCoy on the field, even with one arm, needs to be accounted for. Percy Harvin needs to be accountable or accounted for. Goodwin can go deep. Like, watch out. I want to see all five of them out there. Reggie Bush, don't sleep on Reggie Bush. He's, I'm telling you, he's got a lot in the tank. Well, let's talk about Shady for a second, though. They actually said he was out there catching passes today. His thumb was taped up, and he was out there catching the ball. I don't think it's that bad. I'll be honest with you. We talked about it last podcast, but to review, they did surgery on his thumb because they couldn't pop his thumb back into place. So what they did, again, puppeted from what I've heard on other radio stations. So essentially, what they did is they slit into his hand around his thumb area, and they moved a ligament over just like and popped it back into place. So really all you have is an incision. Is that going to be sore? Hell yeah. That's going to suck. But don't act like they like stapled some bones together with some screws and some glue and some duct tape. No, they didn't really do much. Oh, you, you know? mean like they did to Sammy's foot? Right. Right. Extra duct tape. Right. Dr. Andrews, best foot surgeon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, he's just got the best prescription pad. So, I mean, don't sleep on this. Don't sleep on the Jaguars, though. They are a hungry team. They are a hungry team. They're Look, they have enough. They've had so many picks high that they've even been able to waste them. Like, speaking of high, <laughs> that... uh Who's that you kid? You saw my eyes light up. No, that that Blackburn kid. I forgot his name. He went to Oklahoma State. I think it was Oklahoma State. I forgot. The orange and black uniforms. Blackman. He played with Whedon. And he actually smoked a lot of weed. And he got suspended. I think he might still be a free agent. But he was like a high Jaguars pick. And it's like, they've had so many high ones. Oh, they go, oh. You mean Justin Blackman, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yo, I was like, I, I was completely thinking the wrong thing just now. Okay. <laughs> but he, 
he got he's super high to say it's out of the league. And, uh, you know, the, the Jaguars, if I pick it so high, you could just say, ah, fuck them. <laughs> you know, so you got good guys on the other side. You know what I mean? We've seen this Bills team pick top 10 or top 15 for a long time. And it kind of sucks because they pick too much in the middle. Nah, the Jaguars have had high-ass picks. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it like, okay. They gotta have some athletes. You got that Thomas dude, that tight end. He's huge. Yeah, Julius remember Thomas. from Denver, that yeah. big monster. You got these wide receivers who are. You have three studs. Yeah, dude. I mean, Allen Robinson's killing it. Marquise Lee's right there as far as production. Marquise Lee, they're saying is showing up. Yeah, and then you got Allen Hearns, and I mean, they're all putting up mad yardage. Mad yardage. If there's one thing this team has been bad at, it's just bombs, all right? Don't sleep on Chris Ivory, though. So I think this offense is waiting for the Jaguars just to really get it together. Yeah, no, I mean, their their run game, I mean, Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon, they really do have, like, a very nice split workload situation going on, so... Two-headed attack, and we know how that works. We've seen that many times. We and, know we know the pros and cons of that. So, well, Rex Ryan loves Chris Ivory. You know he was sent to the Jets. Yeah, yo, Chris know, Ivory. Back. Chris Ivory. He's did a real deal with, he, with the Jets, man. He reminds me I of hated, Fred. He, I hated seeing that dude. He <laughs> reminds me of a more youthful Fred Jackson. Really, he he is a tough runner, like a really tough runner he's a guy that if he ever became available yeah i would yeah try to pick him up oh yeah um speaking of running backs that that uh didn't come back to the bills there's been some breaking news oh yeah carlos williams failed another drug test dog if you want to smoke blunts i know we hung out at a kickball game you didn't really talk to me much but i might know a guy you could have called me if you're gonna just blow it yeah. Go play some Madden, whatever. You want to get roasted, like what's wrong with him? Podcast what with is us? wrong with him? I don't know, but he's suspended for ten fucking games. <laughs> nice job. Okay, you know what this is? Thank you, Doug Whaley. Thank you. Yeah, no. For keeping your shit straight. Did the right thing, I guess. So I think what's gotta happen in this game is the Bills need to put up points fast. The boys, the, the Bills really need to put up points fast. They got to keep the pedal to the metal. Run the ball. People don't want to hear it. Run the rock. Give it to Gilsley. Give it to McCoy. I don't care. Just run the rock. I just want to see this team end healthy. With Sammy Watkins, you're opening up a lot of things. And if if he, there's going to be, I think Goodwin and Harvin could have good games, but really. Oh, Again, yeah, no, I, I mean, want to I see Charles that, Clay. I think that's going to be one of the things that, that happens with the return of Sammy Watkins is you're going to see a bunch of stuff open up for Percy Harvin when he's on the field. I hope so. I hope so. Maybe do some screens with Percy. I like Percy. You know I like Percy. But I really think that it comes down to, obviously, like any game, it really comes down to balance. I want to see the special teams do a nice job. I, I really want to see... Good field position where the Bills could just keep running the rock and 
and play turnover-free football like they have been. And mostly, right? No, really, they they don't have many turnovers at all. They're very very low. No, no, no. I'm just saying. There's yeah, a few. There's a few. So, and, and you got to keep in mind the the Jacksonville Jaguars have a lot of turnovers. I believe something like 22, or no, I think they're negative 15 in the turnover margin. Well, yeah, like we talked about, 13 of those are Blake Bortles interceptions. So, yeah, so. You know, and even if Blake Bortles only had nine picks, say four of them were flukes, that's still a lot of picks. And that tells you he's ready to throw it up. So this this secondary needs to do its thing. I and think this is where you're going to see that uh, that nice balance of pressure versus co- pressure and coverage. You know, you, you get the pressure, you make the quarterback, you know, Throw on the run, whatever you know, under pressure, and you get you get ready to bring it bring it back the other way in well, the secondary. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and you got Shaq Lawson emerging. You know, we kind of barely talk about Shaq, but uh, Rex Ryan's like you can't tell he dr- he didn't play. He's right, like I got, like I like at least that's from Rex's mouth. I'm sure he's gonna buffer him, but he's he likes him. He's like I think he's strong, and and he's like Lorenzo Alexander is actually gonna play more special teams. He's a key special teams guy, and. You know, Shaq Lawson can go in rotation. And to be honest with you, I'm fine with that. I, I yeah, think yeah. I think Shaq Lawson has has earned his right to not earn his right, but I'm saying like if you're if you're Zoe and you're coming off the field on special teams, take a play off. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what rotation it would be, or if it's an obvious third down situation, keep you know keep Shaq Lawson out there just to rush the passer if it's a third and long. You know, keep it like one where. I like that. That's good. The rotation is good. And the Bills have so many cool formations. Lorenzo Alexander is going to be in there, so I'm not even worried about it. This team, I just... With the receivers on this team, if the secondary can do a nice job, this will be another good night for the secondary. I think that it will lead a lot of confidence for the Bills eventually when they face Oakland. The Bills need this win. They got to string together these wins, and we've all seen this team do it. Finally, hopefully, we're getting Sammy Watkins to actually play this week. He's got to, like you said, it would be a disaster for the Bills if he didn't, but I don't buy it. It I don't think it matters, but it could be. So, really? Well, do you or don't you? (laughs) They just got to run the rock, man. Commit. Just commit. Run the rock. Run the rock. Play some good defense, and honestly, I think it comes down to the secondary in this game a lot. The Bills can stop the run. They do a nice job, and if these corners can cover, these safeties can do their thing, I think Blake Bortles will throw some things up. I think Rex Ryan is going to confuse him because don't forget, last year the Bills, after their debacle, yes, Rex says that about 30% of the roster is turned over, or a third is turned over from last time they played him. But I, I, I still think that Blake Bortles is young enough. And young quarterbacks with Rex, they have a hard time. They have a really hard time. Oh, yeah. And we've seen Kyle Williams line up, like, in this turbo package where he's just manning it down, the one sole lineman. You know, so, I, look, string this win together. Everything should be tight. Again, check us out. NumBillsFan.com, go to our last podcast, listen to the Bengals preview uh, or, or review, 
We're going on Facebook Live right now. We got to wrap up. Please check us out. Scott Campbell 13 on Instagram, Twitter. He has an awesome article coming out this week against the Jaguars preview. Across from me is Numbills Adam D. I'm Dave. Find me on Twitter at NumbillsFan. Check us out. Bills for Life presents Facebook Live 7 p.m. Facebook.com, NumbillsFan, PunchDrunkSports.com. I'm Dave. I'm going to look at him. That's Adam. I already left. Look it. Love you all. Thank you for listening. 95 podcasts in. Really. NumbillsFan.com. I never thought with shit lodged on my throat I'd ever talk for this many hours ever. As a kid, there's a reason that people like me didn't have oh, mics. Oh, God, just shut up. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy throat clogs.